Welcome to Gateway Podcasts. We hope you enjoy the following recording from Gateway Church Doncaster in the United Kingdom. For more podcasts and information about Gateway Church, please visit our website, gatewaychurchdoncaster.org.uk. Thank you for listening. Well, to those of you who I haven't seen before today, Happy New Year! Thank you. Did you all have a good Christmas? Yeah? Did you get any exciting presents? Yeah. I mean, many of you know and have heard me talk before about the gifts that I get at various times. Uh, Ones that I've received in the past. And particularly, some of you would have heard the story about the gift from my mother-in-law some years ago, who, having neglected to refrigerate a Stilton cheese that she bought for me for some six weeks in the build-up to Christmas, literally took my breath away with the present that she had particularly chosen. Now, in a bid to outdo her... We did fall victim this year to some unscrupulous friends who, in a bid to outdo that wonderful, breathtaking gift, wrapped two fresh rainbow trout in Christmas paper in the hope that we would leave them under the tree for a few days. That certainly would have got our cat's attention. Fortunately, we cottoned on quite quickly and the fish now reside in the freezer and they will provide a tasty tea one night. Without mentioning who it is in person, Sue, you have at least got a mention in the preach this morning. (laughs) But the place of honour this year goes to someone else. And it is a far simpler gift. One that hits the right spot on just so many levels. They're fluorescent in colour. So they can easily be seen at any distance, even in poor lighting conditions. And so they might be useful should I happen to break down on the motorway. They contain lycra. So they easily accommodate any seasonal expansion of the waistline. And in fact, they have all the credentials to let me become a fully-fledged member of the superhero fraternity. And they also probably mean that just in case I will never be asked what is worn under the kilt... Do you want to see them? Sorry, they're buried in here a bit. I had to wrap them up, otherwise the glow from the paper, uh, even in the box, would have been mistaken for the Shekinah glory of God. What do you reckon? They are so stretchy, you can even get them on over your trousers. (laughs) 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 
seriously though. <laughs> Are you going for camera? <laughs> in fact, they are so stretchy you almost can't get your feet in them. <laughs> and there is still room for another. <laughs> okay. Oh, I feel a bit cramped now. Oh, I think I've strained something. Oh. Oh. Did you know that coming... I can't get them off. Did you know that coming to the first meeting in January was going to be this exciting? As he gets his breath back. You know, at the end of the year brings us a wonderful opportunity to reflect on what's gone past. At the beginning of a new one, in fact a new decade, also gives us a glimpse of something that we rarely get to see. It's an untainted glimpse of the future. In September 1540, the Spanish conquistador Garcia Lopez and a handful of mates that had gone with him came across something that no other European had seen before. It's what we now call the Grand Canyon. And in fact, it's difficult to imagine what they felt. Lopez didn't keep a journal. But we do know that he is said to have hurried back from the edge of the chasm as soon as he saw it. And he was said to be gripped with an awe that was almost too painful to behold. Now Lopez wasn't only the first European to see the canyon. He was one of the last to see it as it truly is the last to see it for himself. And this is because that explorer, tired and thirsty, after 20 days of travel across the Colorado Plateau, stumbled upon the gorge with no expectations. He was just trudging along, and suddenly, there it was. For the rest of us, our experience of the Grand Canyon is determined by our expectations. Because popular culture has immortalised it. And anyone travelling to that part of America will invariably include a stop to see it. Even if we haven't seen it in person, most of us have seen enough movies, enough postcards, enough textbooks and television specials to have a pretty good idea of what it looks like. And as a result, all of us that come after Lopez go to the Grand Canyon anticipating the experience. It is defined by other people. The filmmakers. The postcard manufacturers. We predetermine whether we will like it. And then we rate our encounter. 
And it's based in large part on how well it conforms to our expectation. It looks just like the postcard. So we're pleased. We feel that we haven't been cheated. But if it doesn't conform, if the colours are less vibrant than we expected, if we can't see it because of the haze, or if we don't see it from the best vantage point, then what we're going to do is we're going to be conscious of the difference between what we saw and what we expected. And you know, sadly, many people look upon the church in the same way. They have preconceptions about what it's going to be like, and then for one reason or another it fails to live up to their expectations, they become disillusioned. Now you might ask, why am I talking about this? It's simple. I think we've come to the end of quite a tough year. And it's important that we don't allow our expectations to colour our view of what has been achieved. We need to move forward with our eyes focused on our vision, with clarity and with focus, not deterred by the fact that we may be not where we thought we might be at the outset of the year. It would be true to say that our growth this year has been masked by some people moving away, so we've only grown by one or two. It's true that each time we've organised an Alpha course this year, the people have dropped out at the last minute. But it's equally true that we have taken huge steps forward in areas which were totally unexpected. You know, let's not forget that we have seen people healed at football team practices. And we have seen ladies testifying to the power of prayer at Flourish. Neither of those were on our agenda at the beginning of last year. Let's not forget the huge steps we've taken towards becoming a church rather than a church plant. And let's pray that we're in a position to appoint elders during this coming year. Let's focus again on our vision and allow it to show us things with clarity. Now there is a slight irony here. It's on a postcard. But don't let it colour your experience except in a positive way. Do you want to pass those around? Our vision is important to us. It needs to be the constant reminder to us of where we are heading. It's our vision we need to measure ourselves against, not some other picture that we have. It's against this we must compare ourselves. In Proverbs, Solomon reminds us, where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. That's Proverbs 29.14. What he recognised was that without a vision before us, we are all have a tendency to follow our own heart's desires, rather than the things God has put before us. 
Some translations of the Bible go so far as to say for that, that verse, the people perish. Our vision is to build a large town-wide church which is God-centred, Bible-based and spirit-filled. And much of the rest of our vision flows naturally from that first item. So it's worth looking at with more detail. A church which is God-centred, Bible-based and spirit-filled. A while ago, I was shown a flyer. A new flavour of churches in town. Whether you prefer church with a more traditional blend or a robust contemporary flavour at, and there was the church's name, we have a style just for you. Casual atmosphere, relevant messages, great music, dynamic kids programme, and yes, you can choose your own flavour. The flavours were described with phrases intended to attract the unchurched. Real life messages. Safe and fun children's programme. Friendly people. And then there was the marketing coup de gras. Fresh coffee and donuts. I mean, who could resist? I poke fun. But actually, I recognise two realities in this. First, we mustn't make fun of their desire to reach the unchurched. But secondly, that we have all given in at one time or another to cultural pressure. Whether it's in our personal conversations or in creating outreach programmes. We give in and we say things that make the gospel seem smaller than it really is. Now if we are clear on our purpose as a church, we cannot let this happen. The reason we are here is so that all praise and glory is given to our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. The reason we meet together is so that we might lift our praise and worship to him. The reason we evangelise is so that more might recognise the truth about him and lift their praise and worship. The very reason we live is because he has brought us life. On the one hand, we have a duty to bring Christ's message of hope and salvation in a way that is relevant in our current culture. But on the other hand, that must never be at the expense of belittling our mission and our purpose. And having established what our purpose is, the way we go about things is just as important. For members of the church to be friendly, full of life, and be relevant in the way they reach out and serve the town of Doncaster. We all need to be reaching out to those around us in ways which are relevant, 
displaying to them the life and the power that walking with the Holy Spirit day by day brings to us. And as Carrie and as Tim have found out with Flourish and the football team, this can come in quite surprising ways. Building relationships with others brings opportunities to pray and to see God move. (coughs) Jesus said to his first disciples, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And those first two disciples left what they were doing and went to catch some men. Now as we see these fishing pools, like the football team, like Flourish, open up around us, we need to be in there catching. We need to see that fishing is not just an individualistic pastime. Too often we think of fishing as a solitary man or woman sat on a riverbank with a rod. The biblical picture of fishing is a team of people casting a net and dragging it in together. It's an activity that requires teamwork. And I want to challenge you. What fishing pools are you part of? What can you open up? Where can you help drag in the nets? It's also important for people to see that we are full of life. So much so that they enjoy being amongst us. That's where the social events fit in. Events like the Cayley. They're opportunities to invite people from our fishing pools and to introduce them to others in the church. So if you haven't already, dust off your dancing shoes and think about who you can invite. Because I hope we will be running a number of events like this during the year. If you've got ideas for one, have a chat with Colin. tells us that the early church met both in the home and in the temple. That is, it met together corporately and it met together in smaller groups. And that is important in how we grow. When we were smaller, we could easily enjoy community together by meeting for a bring and share lunch at someone's house. But already we are at a size where that is quite difficult. Meeting together in small group settings allows us to develop and deepen relationships with each other. But it also gives us a setting where you can learn to use spiritual gifts that God has given you. It gives an opportunity for us to encourage one another, to spur one another on, to pray for one another, and if necessary, have accountability when needed. They are ideal opportunities for discipleship and training. Small groups are a key part of our life as a church together. We need to remember our calling as a church is not just to gain converts. 
Our command was, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. That's what the discipleship process is all about. And over the next few weeks, there are going to be some changes to our groups. Sue and Betty are continuing with the Wednesday group. Which, incidentally, I saw a bit of paper land next to me saying it's meeting at Colin and Carrie's this week. But Tim and Catherine are going to take a break for a while so that Tim can concentrate on his GTP year. And so Moena and I are going to start a new group this week on Thursday evening, starting at 7.30. And although we won't start this this week, what we're going to be doing is using that as an opportunity to go through the caring and healing course again and the Freedom in Christ material with people. Because that's what a lot of our pastoral ministry is based on. If you haven't done those courses, or if you'd like a refresher, come along. And then later in the year, I'm hoping maybe just after Easter, we hope to look to launch a new group on the east side of town. We've got a growing number of people who are in the villages and communities on that side of town. And the feeling we're getting is that starting a small group in that area may be fruitful. Because our vision is actually to eventually see midweek community groups situated in and reaching out to every area of Doncaster. Of course, that doesn't relieve us of our own responsibility to tell our story. Because in Peter we're told, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. And so our vision is equally that the members of those groups will seek to share their Christian faith through word and deed with the people they interact with. And as well as the witness section in each group's activity... As I said before, we're going to aim to run more events like the Cayley during the year. And those provide opportunities to invite friends along to meet others. We mustn't merely look at them as social events. We mustn't look at whether they're our thing, whether they would what we would choose to be. We need to be asking ourselves, who can we invite who may enjoy them? Or what can we do to serve? Longer term, we aim to be a resource centre, to train disciples, to plant churches, and advance God's kingdom, both in Yorkshire and further afield. And we've seen that start to some small level when we ran a hit the streets day just over a year ago. We must remember that our mission is to build the church, not our church. And where we can, we need to bless others with our work. 
And it's in that context we need to make sure that we play our true part in the town. Where possible, to work with and promote other like-minded churches. We've already been playing quite a key role in the quarterly city celebrations. And I know some have been attending the city prayer meetings as well. We support Mission Doncaster and the One Heart, One Voice Ministers Network, who organise those times. This year, I'm looking forward to seeing City Hope launched, hopefully bringing churches together so that the gospel can be shared in a more effective way across the town. And as that happens, we need to be supporting that. We need to be prepared to play out our part. Now, I don't know about you, but it seems to me that if even only a fraction of this happens, Gateway's going to be an exciting place to be this year. But with so much going on, we could easily lose our focus. And so Abby has been asked to start a monthly bulletin sheet to keep us all informed. And others. And Joel. <coughs> Said Abby. Yeah, she's good at that. There's nothing wrong with a bit of good delegation, is there? And hopefully that will keep us all informed and aid communication without our Sunday meetings becoming bogged down with too many notices. Now, I've got a number of films I love watching. One of them's Lord of the Rings. I don't know, does anyone else like the Lord of the Rings films? Yeah? Now, I watch that DVD from time to time. But I have to admit that it doesn't hold the same enchantment now that it did when I saw it the first time. When that movie first came out, when I saw it on the big screen, it was like I was taken into a whole new experience of this world of Middle Earth. Even though I'd read the books, my imagination was captured by those graceful elves, the hideousness of the orcs, and the simple life of the hobbits. And what about those incredible riders of Rowan? You know, when I saw the first film, I couldn't wait for the next two. Now, watching the DVD, I still enjoy the story, but I know what's coming. Shelob's attack held me in suspense the first time. Now it doesn't. We need to see the church again for the first time. Not to let our conditioned responses distort our appreciation for what the body of Christ actually is. This is how John described it. 
Then came one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues. And he spoke to me saying, Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great high mountain. And he showed me the holy city. Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, having the glory of God, its radiance like a most rare jewel, like jasper, clear as crystal. It had great high walls with twelve gates, and at the gates were twelve angels, and on the gates the names of the twelve tribes of the sons of Israel were inscribed. On the east three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, on the west three gates. And the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and on them were the twelve names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. And he then goes on to describe the city. The wall was built of jasper, while the city was pure gold, clear as glass. The foundations of the walls of the city were adorned with every kind of jewel. The first was jasper, the second sapphire, the third agate, the fourth emerald, the fifth onyx, the sixth carnelian, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth chrysophase, the eleventh jacinth, the twelfth amethyst. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls, each of the gates made of a single pearl. And the street of the city was pure gold, transparent as glass. I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and its lamp is the Lamb. By its light will the nations walk, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. Its gates will never be shut by day, and there will be no night there. They will bring into it the glory and the honour of the nations. But nothing unclean will enter it, nor anyone who does what is detestable or false. <coughs> Only those who are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. We need to grasp the fundamental place of the church in history. The church is God's agent for the salvation of mankind. And there is no other. We need to gaze upon the church and its beauty not allow our preconceptions of it to put us off. We need to fall in love with Jesus and his church once again. In the autumn, many of you will remember that we had a week of prayer. And during that, God spoke quite clearly through a couple of different prophetic words in different meetings that week, he said we were being held back by our ties to things. 
like a ship in the harbour that was ready to sail. But those who were on board were still holding on to things that were tied to the shore. It wasn't the ship that was tied, it was the people. Today, I want, to, I want you to ask yourself something. Have you got ties that are holding you back from playing your part in the body? Because each one of us has a role to play. That's what the Bible teaches us. And are we going to allow fear, passivity, negativity, or ties to other people and things stop the church or us moving ahead? Are you ready to cast off? Phil, Phil around. Can we sing um, I Surrender All to you again? I just like us as we just sing this song again. Just to consider, are there things stopping us really moving on with God this year? And if so, are you prepared to cast off? Let's make this a year to remember that the glory might go to Jesus and his name might be lifted high like a banner across this town. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget to visit gatewaychurchdoncaster.org.uk.